0: Hi, everyone. Can I ask you a question? Do you like Hatsune Miku? Do you know what that is? And does that not just sound like a crazy bunch of words I just said? And if you do like Hatsune Miku, would you like exclusive toys of her sent to you directly? If you want those sent to you directly, what would you do? You would check out Omikase, the curated anime box that comes every two months and it signs you up for a bunch of cool stuff and you can do that by also supporting the site by going to tinyurl.com slash laser anime one word laser anime tinyurl.com slash laser anime and that will give you all the details on omakase and all the cool stuff that's in it including the exclusive Hatsune miku items that will be shipping in march give those a look and again Supporting them helps support us, and so we thank them for their sponsorship. Almost as nerdy as Kurt Busiek's Twitter feed, it's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast hosted every week on the Laser Time Podcast Network, and this is me, Henry Gober, that is H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter! (laughs) Hello everybody, and this is the weekly podcast where we talk about all the new events in the world of comic books and their related media, Uh, and I am here with one Mr. Brad Elston, <laughs> I feel like we should just keep that. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> 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 oh, and, and Dave
1: want... Rudd <laughs> scared
2: at... Windows 10, everybody. okay that's better. <laughs> nope. No, no,
1: Spider-Man, what happened to your car?
2: Oh, uh, sounds like he needs, well, a, he needs a tune-up.
0: We'll be using that soundboard too much this episode. Me, uh, what about the uh, little sound? Is this like? That's a
2: double drum there. Is that uh, plugged in? No.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, it's horrifying. Well, let's just, uh, we'll figure that out later. Yeah, yeah. that's a later problem. There's
1: a bunch of broken robots.
0: Ahem. Well, guys, how's it going? Uh, I was doing fine until all those audio things scared me. Chris Antista isn't here yet, but he should be here for the second segment. He is away at an appointment to get uh, he's reading, more of his weed drugs, uh, right? He's uh,
1: reading so. pamphlets about, so you have herpes. No. I think
0: that's he's what he's ge- been reading. I think yeah. he's getting back
2: hair attached to his teeth.
0: all funny things to say about our good friend chris antista uh but that reference i did at the opening there to kirk music's twitter feed was just that i read this hilarious thing this morning where he was just him again saying look for the last time because i keep getting at replies to me like superman would never kill anybody he never would the end wouldn't do it Uh and then he one of the best parts was he said if you show me a thing where he did do it Mm -hmm. That's a bad comic, and it doesn't prove that he should. Right. And his best explanation was that, saying, I could show you a comic where the original Human Torch... Flies off of the face of the Earth and, toward, and into Saturn, and then falls back onto Earth, and then Captain America just catches him on the sidewalk. <laughs> now that happened, but right. that doesn't mean that super that Captain America or the Human Torch can actually do those things.
2: Right? So it's like, I can write a story where Superman yeah. kills someone too, and it's like, so
0: what? That's
2: yeah, and it's, I, actually, and it's a shared fictional yeah.
0: character, so whatever. Anyone but. can
1: do anything because these are all made of characters. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> but that's why I just thought it was. So funny to think that somebody, somebody would come at Kurt Busiek of all people and say to him like, "Um, no, you forgot this comic." Like Kurt Busiek forgets no comic books. <laughs> he knows every Marvel or DC thing that ever happened. So if you come to him with, "Well, no, in this 1980 comic with Superman, he uh, John Bernwright, right and like, yeah, that didn't." You mean when he was anymore. in the industry? Yeah, exactly. Doing this. Meanwhile, Kurt Busiek, like he knows everything. He wrote, he wrote uh, Avengers Forever. Which is honestly one like the most continuity rich slash dense things ever written. Like it assumes you have read thirty five years of Avengers comics to get right. everything, because he has to. It's about him pulling together mm-hmm. how. Um, oh, remember when we said Richard Nixon was a scroll in this comic? Okay, here's the explanation of how that ended up not happening. I am not a scroll. <laughs> uh but speaking of confusing continuity oh no i've got to play another sound uh-oh uh, speaking of confusing continuity it's time for this week's superhero spotlight yeah. hey it landed <laughs> stuck the it landing out at the end i <laughs> yes it's the superhero spotlight time this time, it's not for a person, but for an entire dimension.
2: Yes. Well, I guess real quick, if somebody this to your first episode, the, the mm. Super Spotlight is a weekly look at uh, one, you know, kind of focus on one hero, and up to this point, it's been, like you said, a hero or a mm. villain, and we kind of run you through their
1: life Their whole history. Their life story. Inside this, and out of comics. Also, if you haven't listened before, the sound effects usually work and are yeah. charming and not mm. scary. Yeah, and we're usually much better at this. <laughs> hey, hey. back. Maybe we're back. Collect your hero. Oh, right. They just had to wake up. Well, now you closed it, so you got to open it up again with another one. Oh, you so, did. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. so this, yes, that's right. <laughs> the superhero spotlight is when we talk about
0: long form, about uh, something in the history of comic books. And this week's...
1: Your ...superhero spotlight
0: <laughs> is the dimension of Earth 2. Wow. So uh. this was spurred on by mm. The Flash visiting Earth 2 in this week's episode of the Flash series. So they've been messing around with Earth 2 all season long on the yep. Flash TV show. Mm-hmm. But Earth 2 is... Old as hell. Like it is, uh, <laughs> if I may put a number on it, it's it's 55 years old.
2: Oh, if only there was a song that I knew mm. that used the number 55 prominently. Mm,
0: it's not the... Uh, that song, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 55. No, Fuck! now you've done it. Now you've it done it. There goes again. Damn it. I flew too close to the sun. <laughs> Technically, Earth 2... Is as old as DC Comics itself because mm. Earth 2 is in Action Comics number one, the first Superman wow. comic, because Jeez. that's where it takes place. Really? What? Yeah, because Earth, that's classic Superman, ah. who is on Earth 2. Jesus. So this is the dimension of Earth 2. But if you're talking about when the concept of Earth 2 began, that is in Flash 123 from 1961 called The Flash of Two Worlds, which was also the name of the season premiere of Flash in season two as well, oh, yeah. and it had numerous references to it, but the short version is that it was created by Gardner Fox and... Guy
1: Gardner? Wow, sounds like a superhero. Yeah, so, but instead he was God just a
0: classic Fox. Silver Age writer for DC, but... Huh. The concept was just a functional thing when it started. So for this, we really got to go way back in DC history. Like I said, began with Action Comics, uh, and then DC decided that they wanted to have all these superheroes they were publishing along with Superman start meeting up. Batman and Superman rarely did, but they sometimes did, and then they created this book called All-Star Squadron that brought together the characters Hawkman, Flash, Wonder Woman, the Green Lantern, Atom... Our Man, all these classic 40s dudes who would often be fighting like they fought in World War II. They're very tied to World War II. Mm-hmm. Then in the 50s comes the death of the comic books or the almost death of comic books as a medium entirely. Where it was the seduction of the innocent part where they got right. and the introduction of the comic code authority. Marvel almost died or the company that would be Marvel pretty much almost shuddered. DC did a little better, but they kind of just cut back to Superman and Batman. Mm. And just side books for them. And every other superhero pretty much disappeared. Cut to 1956. This was only a few years after the disappearance of most of the famous superheroes in DC. And showcase number eight is when they decide, let's try a new Flash. Let's just make up a more sci-fi Flash instead Mm. of magic. Mm. Let's just make up this new science fiction guy, who's the Flash, Barry Allen is his name, and he'll get his powers from from science fiction. And we won't mention, they thought it was a one-off, so they make no mention of The Flash, Jay Garrick, who was the original one.
2: Died of Jay Garrick's disease.
0: No, he still lived. He still lived, and so that's when he came back. They'd also suggested that the comic books, at first they were like, oh no, Barry Allen reads the comic books that Jay Garrick stars in which was a really weird way to go. But then by 123, they they'd find out that if Barry Allen vibrated just right, (laughs) he would phase into another universe and meet Jay Garrick. And he would be in Earth 2, which is where all those other stories previously happened. Wow. In Earth 1, from that point on, was where superheroes had just appeared. And they had just come in, and they had not participated in World War II. While meanwhile... In Earth Two, they had participated in World War Two, including Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman,
2: and they solved World War Two immediately.
0: Uh, somehow, no. <laughs> you would think they would. Uh, there's, there's a lot of explanations sure, for that, sure, but yeah. the short version: no, they did not. Right. But so that was where they had to make this mark. And then by 1963, the Earth Two stuff became so popular in the Flash books, they decided, well, screw it, let's just have the Justice League meet the Justice Society. Mm. And so that was in justice league number 21 Mm. it's this very famous cover of the old jsa being summoned from a crystal ball by (laughs) by the justice league who are all holding hands like it's Mm. it's a kind of a cornball image but sweet too when was this around this was 1963 Uh. at this point like hulk was just (laughs) appearing in marvel too so the the silver age boom is on big time it was kind of started by flash i guess yeah so if you're a dc fan flash is definitely where the silver age began because once flash was successful in his new book then they're like well what if we brought back hawkman what if we brought back green lantern what if we and that also re-energized the superman and batman books Mm -hmm. though they kind of they were in a sticky position with superman and batman and to a lesser extent wonder woman because they never stopped publishing Mm -hmm. so they had to just make an arbitrary point of saying, "Okay." All of these to this issue were Earth 2, Superman, and Batman. Mm-hmm. All of them to th- past then are Earth 1, Superman, and Batman. Mm. And so that's how you have this delineation of Earth 2, Superman is Cal L with the letter L, not mm. E-L, which was the original style for it. Mm. And he worked at the Daily Star, not the Daily Planet, which was also <clears throat> something he did in his earliest books. Well, meanwhile, Batman, ate, like that's the other thing. They all get to age because... Is very fixed in time, and that was something that Earth Two kind of allowed them to do. They had to have fought in World War Two, and mm-hmm. unlike with in in Marvel, they deal with it by like, well, Captain America got frozen in time, right? Human Torch is a robot, and Namor doesn't age. Boom! Now we we fixed, right? We fixed all most of our major nineteen forties characters, but in DC they couldn't do that. So
2: and then he was frozen again in the nineties. <laughs> yeah.
0: So now for Superman, yeah, I guess. Side note, Captain America now would have been like unfrozen after 9-11. Honestly, when we were pretty far into... We were in the second Bush administration almost when he got taken out of ice. Now, just by the moving timelines of comics. Hmm. They have Superman and Batman are the first heroes. And they are members of the Justice Society and friends with the Justice Society. Superman gets old. It allows the DC writers to have finality to stories because they're the side people. But Mm -hmm. they still are like... Oh, the original Superman married Lois Lane. And he just did. Like, it's not undone. It's not an imaginary story. They just are married. And mm-hmm. same with Batman gets too old to be Batman. So Bruce Wayne becomes the police commissioner of Gotham City. Catwoman is reformed and they get married and have kids. Jeez. So- kids. Uh, <laughs> mo- at least one kid no no one kid dave oh. uh that would be huntress kathy kane oh, really yes so then that, yeah. that also brings in what earth 2 is about not only did earth 2 open them up to like um, a yearly a yearly summer crossover if they do with justice society and justice league it would be their visit to earth 2 they wouldn't visit earth 2 all that often but they did in this case uh in summer where that's when they would meet the newer heroes from the earth two as well it's where we got characters like jade Adam smasher power girl huntress obsidian and others and they were all earth two characters that then just came into mm. dc in the 70s and mm. they they had more to usually they had more to because they're <laughs> like i'm a teenager grew up with superior parents i don't need to listen to you mm. cat spider man him <laughs> superman i don't need to listen to you superman stuff like that. And so that's also where it's strangely enough it's where Black Canary and Green Arrow got together. It was Earth 2 Black Canary fell in love with an Earth 1 Green Arrow, which was a very strange Scandals. connection for two of them, but there there were other different changes between Earth 2 and Earth 1. It was not against the law. <laughs> other than uh <laughs> She could be a sister from another dimension. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? There were a lot of differences between Earth 2 and Earth 1. But like on Earth 2, they had an Atlantis. Like Atlantis was just a place you could visit. Right. Which was something they put into the newest episode of The Flat. Mm. Somebody says like, oh, I got tickets to go to Atlantis. I've always... Atlantis, I always wanted to visit there. Mm. And it, it totally fits in with that universe. Yeah. And like there's extra cities in Mexico and stuff. Mm. And, mm. and they say, like, oh, this one place blew up or this thing happened in World War II. All these things happened in World War II that are, well, meanwhile, the Justice in the Earth 1 world, World War II happened the way we remember World War II happening, yeah. basically, because, well, with some changes, but because superheroes were never around until uh. then and it also this was something DC was always very interested in that Superman has to be the first hero We want him to be the first hero and Earth 2 and 1 allow that without aging Superman right you can have a Superman that was the first hero on Earth 2 who fought in World War 2 and then you can have the Earth One who never had read World War II adventures and just showed up ten years ago or whatever. Right, is the Earth One Superman? Mm. Now that all sounded pretty confusing though. This Earth One or Earth. I mean, two I think, I think
2: it can you boil <laughs> down to like there are just two Earths. One of them has mm-hmm. a slightly different timeline where heroes showed up thirty years sooner than they did in the other one. And yeah. for and for all intents and purposes, we are Earth One and earth 2 is the, the other
0: well the problem came because the more they wrote earth 1 stories their earth 2 stories the more other earths they introduced as well <laughs> to spice it up it started with crisis on two earths that right. was the name of their first crossover into the 70s you get crisis on multiple earths they introduced Jesus. earth earth 3 earth uh, s where the Shazam characters live the kit Damn it. <laughs> where it. Batman sixty six happens. Exactly. <laughs> Shit. It's the the multiverse expands and expands and expands into the seventies, into the early eighties, where they even have a regular Justice Society book, which then spins off into Infinity Inc., which is where their attitudinal nineties children are having adventures with Mm. mohawks and and worried if they're gay and all these things like that's what happens in infinity (laughs) and it gets really confusing Uh uh-huh so so confusing to the point we get to where in any dc history you have to touch on this because it changed everybody yeah but this one especially crisis on infinite earths in 1985 and 86 Mm -hmm. and so when they did that book short version is they killed every universe and there was only one left and mm-hmm. there was only one world because they thought oh well it confuses everybody you mm-hmm. to have too many worlds earth 2 and all the other earths that followed it gotta go mm-hmm. so they kill them all off but the way the story worked was they killed off every every planet of the, pla- of the old planets were dead except five at the end. And then those five got shoved together into one which explained why there would be remnants of Earth 2 mm-hmm. around. Then it gets really complicated <laughs> because writers want to keep the World War 2 uh, Justice Society characters. They want them to exist especially so their kids can exist now on the new single Earth. Uh-huh. But to do that they have to break the rule of Superman's not the first superhero. Mm. And so instead the justice society but without superman and batman and wonder woman fought in world war II and then disappeared and then there was a quiet time into the second heroic age started with the premiere of superman mm. so superman technically started a heroic age and there's just a clear delineation between the superheroes of the 40s and the superheroes of now right. in the 80s and meanwhile earth 2 was dead they mm. they started trying to bring it back as much as they could every new writer would come on who grew up with Earth 2 that like well what if we brought back this guy Um, what if we brought back this guy and the, the the justice society was literally stuck in purgatory like they were they were stuck in the realm of purgatory and when freed from it they were young again and they're like, now we can have adventures in the 90s. Yay. And is this
2: the one, which is the one where Superman Prime is like punching holes through reality?
0: That's in 10 years. Okay. But we'll get, it'll feel like 10 years by the time we get time. <laughs> that's but, just, okay. But there's no Earth 2. They try to introduce a thing called Hypertime, but there's still no Earth 2 at that point. <laughs> uh, the Hyper Hypertime tries to explain away why there's different universes. Hypertime just is Earth 2. And they explain that it kind of exists, but they still have to be like, but it's not really Earth 2. Then to Infinite Crisis. Yes. That's they. It. The, so at the end of Crisis on Infinite Earth, I, as a way to be, I guess, honoring of legacy, you'd say, they decide we can't kill off the original Superman and the original Lois Lane. They are saved. And they're saved by Earth 3, Alexander Luther Jr. Ah, yeah. And they teleport to a magical realm heaven basically the the four of them just go to heaven (laughs) and they hang out there watching the rest of the post-crisis world yes uh but alexander luther is not satisfied with that and decide he's going to remake the multiverse and he's going to do that by tearing apart everything that there is now and he does remake earth 2 in that book but nobody's on it like because all the earth 2 people are dead the only earth 2 people that are transported to it are the Justice Society and Superman and Lois Lane because they're the only Earth 2 people that still exist. Mm-hmm. And But at that point, though, they got back their memories. The Justice Society remembered Earth 2 and mm-hmm. all their Earth 2 adventures.
2: So this is now in the 2000s? This is 2005. Yeah, okay.
0: When Infinite Crisis is over, the original Superman and Lois Lane are dead, and that is it. They're cut off like old Earth 2 as we knew it, gone forever, seemingly. Um, <laughs> they've rebuilt a new Earth 2, though, in the post- Infinite Crisis world, but it's totally different. It's not the Earth 2 that the Justice Society remembers when they visit it, but it still is an alternate... It's it's definitely different from the regular Earth. Mm-hmm. Then, <laughs> even more confusingly, we get to Flashpoint, which re- reset everything again into the new 52. Yes. And there is an Earth 2 there, which was created by James Robinson. He he was the creator of Earth Two. So New Fifty Two, Dave, you've read it as well. Mm-hmm. You remember in the Justice League origin story, Darkseid invades and would have killed everybody, but the Justice League stops him. Mm-hmm. On Earth Two, which has which was very similar to Earth One at one point, this time when Darkseid comes in, he destroys a lot more stuff. He is beaten back, but mm-hmm. he kills Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman. Damn. And so the world has to be rebuilt by new heroes in that world. And that is when they introduce a new Justice Society, though, who had a lot of similar members like The Flash, Jay Garrick, Green Lantern is Alan Scott, who's gay in this universe, and, and multiple other like Justice Society classic mm-hmm. characters. And so it's a neat... It was a neat starting point of well, what do you do when the three biggest heroes Mm -hmm. are gone? Right. And it also introduced classic versions of Huntress and and Power Girl who went over into the regular DC universe as well, onto Earth One. (laughs) Unfortunately (laughs) for Earth Two, its success was too much for it. Because they DC seemed to go like, oh, this one book is popular. What if you had three? And one of them was weekly. And just from overexposure, people just stopped reading it, and it, it lost. Just like
2: Adventures in This New Earth Two,
0: yeah, it was just a ton through the Earth Two, but it was just overwhelming, mm. and it, it, the quality, in my opinion, went down a lot. And so, by the end of it, they're just like, you know what, fuck it, blow it up. Dark Side blows up Earth Two, it's dead. There's no Earth Two, and that leads to last year's Convergence, and so. <laughs> In that massive crossover... And the
2: the crossover I had planned for August.
0: Yeah, who knows what will happen after that. But in that massive crossover, they bring back the multiverse again, and Earth 2 again, but it is the classic Earth 2. They basically say, Crisis on Infinite Earths does happen, Mm -hmm. but now everything that is back from that. And so the Earth 2 that was destroyed in 1985 is now back to where it was beforehand. Okay. And so everything, it was basically, Convergence ends with DC saying everything counts, including Earth 2, where all those classic stories in the 40s, 50s, uh, sorry, in the 30s and 40s and the 70s happened, and they're not erased. And so if they wanted to revisit them, they could, it'd be easy. They don't, they're not going to anytime soon. And then meanwhile, they're left with the leftovers of what was Earth 2. They then get a whole new planet that they live on and it yeah, but hmm. so it's <laughs> like earth 47 or whatever but uh-huh. earth, anyway so now earth 2 as we remember it is back but it was the beginning of a whole multiverse thing it's where it's where they got to tell more interesting stories, where things could really happen to Batman and Superman, where Batman could die of old age, right? Because time just kept moving forward, and, and it, it it offered a lot more storytelling. There's also say.
2: like yeah, a, a meta a meta answer for what all of DC's Elseworlds stuff. Yeah. That was yeah. always really interesting of, like, what if Batman took place during, like, the Gaslamp era? And what mm-hmm. if Superman was a Frankenstein's monster? Or what if he <laughs> landed here or there instead of Kansas? Like, they, they could do a lot of stuff
1: but then also say, well, it all kind of counts because yeah. it's the multiverse.
0: Everything counts. Does, yeah. this,
1: does stuff ever pop up in, like, the animated shows? or? Well,
0: yes and no, Dave. Because it
1: seems like something <laughs> that would be too complicated to explain... In, I remember, in the non-written word, I remember, <laughs> like especially like movies. I like, like.
2: Well, like, I remember it, there was a Justice League cartoon where they met like the evil uh, versions of themselves.
0: So sort of, yeah. So the problem with the animation, Dave, not mm. the animation never really dealt dealt with Earth two. Because Earth Two didn't exist when they were most popular. Mm, from right. the mid from the early nineties into the mid two thousands. There was no multiverse in the comics <clears throat> and they were very strict of like, no, and there's <laughs> definitely no multiverse in the cartoons either. If we mm-hmm. don't have it in the comics, we're definitely not putting it in the cartoons or yeah. the movies or Smallville or whatever. Right. There was time travel and they did have alternate dimensions. And so like they did meet the Justice Lords yeah. on the Justice League show. They were from they were from an alternate timeline right. where the Justice League mm-hmm. went evil. And they did a similar thing where they couldn't meet the Justice Society on the Justice League show, but they did get to meet heroes from the 40s who were all the different analogs to the Justice mm-hmm. League. And you could just, in your mind, just tell yourself, oh, that's Earth 2 yeah. Green Lantern, that's Earth 2 Flash, they just can't call them that. And it mm-hmm. was just a rule of, no, there's
1: no Earth 2 in the DC animated universe, you're right. not allowed to do so, it. And so... so- the Flash is like the first time they're literally calling it Earth Two. Yeah, when they uh.
0: it was it was really exciting for me in the first episode of yeah. the, in the start of season two for them to say like no 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 see here draws a circle this yeah, is Earth yeah, yeah. One draws a circle <laughs> that's Earth Two yeah they Alternate literally
2: world. they they straight up say it and then this this episode is also kind of brought on by like the Supergirl cameo that was announced yeah where that is on the meta level again it, like that's two networks. In like what is it? It's CW CBS and CBS, and, yeah. and they're going to have some kind of crossover. It's not like Arrow and Flash mm-hmm, having a shared yeah. universe, or or Legends of Flash, Tomorrow.
0: Yeah, those can't take place <laughs> in the same universe as uh, one where Superman does. Like it doesn't yeah. happen. So. And
2: so this, what this does is this, like, lets DC do something they can have over Marvel and it can work for them and it almost like they could spin this and look really smart after the fact of being like mm-hmm. oh no all these weird different things we have going on like why is Gotham connected to nothing and why is this connected to, you know why is Flash in his own thing but then there's gonna be a Flash in the movie and there's this Batman blah 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 and then Supergirl's on CBS it's like no 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 it's the multiverse yeah. all of this is actually happening and I,
0: Marvel can't really do that making the TV multiverse work like it's the perfect That's, it is it, it, it is kind of perfect honestly like, he could meet Dean Kane Superman from yeah. Lo- Adventures of Lois and Clark. Yeah, you could
2: have Dean Cain yeah. cash a check and show up on any, literally any of these shows and be yeah. like, yeah, I used to be Superman and now I'm not. Great, here's your 200 bucks. I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. And so I, I really like that. And they've gone now to Earth 2 yep. on Flash. Flash. This week they've spent a long time in this week's episode. I'm still
2: really... Like, of all the shows that are out, I still... Flash is my favorite. No,
0: so. I think it's got the best writing and characters the actors are the best too i really do like there was it,
2: something like... that happened in the most recent oh the most recent one i watched which is the return of the reverse flash <laughs> mm-hmm. i kind of forgot i couldn't figure out who that guy was because the last oh, eobard Thrawn? like i thought reverse well i know in season one reverse flash was the guy that's helping them now yes but when he took off his mask, he's like a lighter-haired dude. Well... And I don't even remember when that That's because
0: happened. Eddie Thrawn took over the body of Harrison Wells and replaced him. The Flash who knew Harrison Wells was not actually Harrison Wells. Oh. It was a guy who replaced him by go- after going back in time. He's like, I got to hide out, but I got to be Harrison Wells to do it. And so he changed his face. But that is the real face of Eddie Thrawn. Uh, the, the guy we saw, Eobard Thrawn, in that week's episode was one from earlier in the timeline than the one who goes forward in time, to the, who, who is older, who goes back in time to kill the Flash's mom, and then who gets caught in the past, hmm. who then has to replace Harrison Wells to try to make the Flash exist. Earlier, Jesus, Jesus
2: Christ! I've seen all this and I can't. <laughs> I can't follow that.
0: I really like the design of Earth Two. Yeah, yeah, it's very 1940s. Yeah, it's so like pneumatic, and but they've got smartphones. They've, yeah. kind of, but then they'll pull out like a six shooter. Like, oh, it's a cop time to get out my weapon. Yeah, like, it reminds me a lot
2: of Batman the animated series. Yeah, where it's like, exactly yeah, we have yeah. cars and it's kind of perpetually stuck in the 40s, but. We still have computers. They're gigantic CPUs. boxes, hmm. but like we have stuff we shouldn't. And mm. it's cool.
0: And that they have like everybody is super well dressed. It also gives me a feel of like yeah. Bioshock. Like, yeah, just oh. the idea it does have that, that a Rapture that, feel. Yeah, the forties never stopped. Yeah, forty style never stopped. Like the Beatles didn't show up and and, <laughs> and ruin hats <laughs> or whatever. Like everybody wears a hat. Well, <laughs> yeah. they, all, they yeah. all go to gin joints and and listen to their favorite jazz, t- jazz and time. all the civil rights that come with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that's Earth Two explained. I hope you have learned a lot in this week's. Oh, cross your fingers. Left, Superhero Spotlight! Yay! Yeah! Mm-hmm. Oh, all man. right. So. Well, we should di- let's dig into a little news real quick. Okay. Uh, there wasn't uh there wasn't a ton of big events though. There were all those Super Bowl ads. Did you guys watch them? I watched the. I mean, the Civil War. They were more like bumpers almost. Yeah. They're like thirty, Mine,
2: 30 well, second
0: things. Like you know how expensive thirty seconds <laughs> oh, in the I, Super Bowl. Oh,
2: well, I do, is, yeah. but.
1: The so, only superhero stuff I watched was not trailers. It was the Turkish Airlines and the Coke stuff. Uh-huh.
0: Well, I mean, the Turkish Airlines was a trailer. Like yeah, yeah, it was a yeah. trailer for Batman versus Superman. That was one of my favorites. I really liked that seeing Bruce Wayne show up like Gotham's really great and we'd love to see you here. Like yeah, that's uh, cool. Bruce Wayne and or and/or Lex Luthor starring in cornball commercials that yeah. tell people to visit yeah. their yeah. town. Like that's
1: fun. That's fun. I like it, that. I was just it didn't make sense for Bruce Wayne to be on a commercial airline.
0: He's showing he's one of the people. He's man. relatable. Yeah, he's, yeah right. he's putting he's putting it out there to save. Wouldn't when, when he
1: goes through uh through the uh, FDA or the FDA the uh, yeah, TSA the, uh, TSA when they see his costume in the in the bag? Well, he doesn't wear. He's it never going to
2: actually fly on the airline, yeah. but he'll yeah. star in their commercials.
0: Yeah. yeah, or maybe that one day he'd be like, "All right, I'll wear my costume." But sure. yeah, he. He take the bat wing if he needs to fly. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. come on. Uh, and the Coke of commercial with Ant Man versus Hulk was cute. It was fun. Yeah. I like that, and I like the. I mean, it was. I said it before. It is a Hostess fruit snack commercial. That is basically. great, yeah. and that and that's fun. That it's just. I guess we can both have it. Yeah. And I also like that felt very in with what they did in the Ant Man movie, where he realizes like. Oh, a droplet of Coke can satisfy me, <laughs> yeah. and you, Hulk, can drink all the rest. Of like, that
1: tiny Coke.
0: Yeah, that like, would not satisfy. Yeah. Hulk is way more satisfied than he
1: should be. But it, it is Coke.
2: weird of like, you thought to pair the tiny version of your drink with the Hulk.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, see, maybe it's because Bruce Banner doesn't want to have too much caffeine because it'll make him angry. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. this much, like a little can, basically it's an airplane can. Like yeah, you, and they just call like, "Isn't co- it
0: cool?" It's Coke Mini. Like, yeah. I think it's also their way of dealing with their worried kids today. Are like, Coke is too many calories. I mm. can't drink that. It's like, okay, look, here's less of it. It's fewer calories. Just drink it, please. <laughs> a guy drank Coke cans when I was. Never mind. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Also, uh, Deadpool is a coming. He's very close by, and there's a little dust up with uh, who created Deadpool. Oh yeah, Rob Liefeld, uh, who is a controversial figure. Uh, he says he was misquoted, but he did an interview about the creation of Deadpool, and he says he basically says, "Well, I mean, I created Deadpool and just handed it to Fabian, and Fabian like wrote his first appearance." And then it turned into this whole kind of argument of like, well, who creates a character really? Because technically Rob Liefeld drew him first and there would be no Deadpool if he hadn't drawn the design that they used in there. Mm. But then again, especially with Deadpool, the Merc with the Mouth, you kind of need personality, which which Liefeld's drawing of Deadpool had none. He was just another guy who yeah. killed people. Until Fabian Nicieza came in and wrote... Him to be a funny dude who did crazy things and joked all the time. You kind of need both of them to work in that capacity. Yeah, but uh, but and Liefeld even said I could have handed it to a janitor and they'd done it. Like, and he'd be the co-creator of Deadpool. <laughs> the Liefeld then said like he was taken out of context. I saw
2: Fabian tweeting himself. Fabian like, there's forgave no beef. it to an extent. He's yeah. like, there's no beef. Everything's fine. Like,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. He this this comes up every once in a while with stuff, but. Speaking of Deadpool, they've already greenlit a sequel to it. Can is you that believe it? is that based on like Overseas? Is it out somewhere? Well, the else? reviews have been very good early. Like yeah. the reviews are early, but I should remind you that that this week we watched Green Lantern. This week we watched Green Lantern and that also got greenlit, no <laughs> pun intended, for a sequel ahead of time and then when it fucking failed they're like, "Oh, we're not doing that." And yeah. so you can commission a script for a sequel mm. now, sure. and if it does fail, that doesn't mean they're still they're stuck with making it. But if they are going to make a Deadpool 2, they need a script like now, mm-hmm. if they're going to make yeah, it in like, two years.
2: Well, also, they got to get everybody, like, I hope none of these actors had other work lined up, because you kind of mm. got to start pretty
1: Damn. soon. I, I guess they can just kill them off. I don't know if it's just the lack of attention I've been paying, or if they've been secretive, but I don't know anyone besides Ryan Reynolds in the new Deadpool movie. Uh, TJ Miller, you talked about how unfunny you think he is. I I don't know if I said that.
0: I think you did. It's right here on the soundboard. I don't think (laughs) TJ Miller's very funny. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, all right. So this was the thing I wanted to pull up here. Uh, Just that Big Bang Theory is garbage. (laughs) We talked about that already on (laughs) Nerds Nerds episode of Laser Time. But recently they did a reference to, of all things, Saga Uh,
2: Image
1: Comic. uh, Yeah. This makes me sad.
0: Oh,
2: I see you uh, reading Saga.
1: Yeah, I hear it's pretty good.
2: It is. And not a lot of comics have a woman with wings breastfeeding
1: a baby right on the cover.
2: <laughs> I'll take your word for it.
1: You should. He's really looked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oof, boy. So I feel like they somebody in the writers' room said, we should make fun of something that isn't Marvel or DC. Oh, well, hey, look mm. at this cover this book called Saga everybody mm. likes. There's breastfeeding on <clears> it.
2: So, I hate the show, and every joke makes me angry, but yes. I didn't think that was that bad. because no, it, it like, at least Because it wasn't a broad generalization of, like, comic books, lol, or I'm just gonna say Halo. Uh-huh. It was, like, making, like, that's a specific trade that has that cover, and yes. that is at least factually correct that that is... You can summarize the ridiculousness hmm. of a comic book with, like, oh, winged alien woman breastfeeding a baby on the cover. It's like, yeah. that's funny, or it's the- an amusing, it's an amusing,
0: like... Thing to note. Though, allow me to out nerd the Big Bang Theory, though, because, Brett, you can look at the picture there. Uh huh. They got the prop wrong. She's reading volume one of the trade, not the hardcover that has that on the cover. So they're joking like, oh, there's not anything with a woman breastfeeding her kid on the cover. She doesn't do that on the cover well, of Volume she, One. She well, does on the heart cover. He's just speaking
1: one. about the whole comic in general. I think no,
0: not, she, yeah. not she should one that be holding that book that he's referencing. On, well, no, on CBS,
2: he's, tr- e- he's reference uh, like he's just yeah. reference like that. Just means she bought a different version yeah. of the trade. Like, yeah. but he knows as a fan, she should be reading the book. Bu- it's bad. Proper. Well, it is good visual recon reconfirmation <laughs> for the joke, but yeah. it's like it doesn't. I don't know.
1: Well, there are so he, many other easy yeah. easy ways to slam just, this shit. You should have just escalated the joke and been like, you know there's a panel where the TV head guy, you can see a guy masturbating inside of it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's he at least... I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I will
0: say, maybe I shouldn't get that upset because the co-creator, Brian K. Vaughn, isn't either. His tweet about it was... My dumb older brother was more excited by this than by TV shows I actually worked on. Yeah. And also grateful for the Amazon bump, which that oh, is something yeah. I didn't think about. I'm sure like, that, that he,
2: led to a lot. When you
0: say the word on that show, when you just mention a comic on that show with, to its millions of viewers, it, they will end up buying it probably. Yeah. So, and, and, he got, and because it's greater than it. Maybe one day they'll say, keep
1: Crisis up. on a Big Bang Theory episode. Uh, if only, you, man. Hey. I should be playing nicer <laughs> yeah. with them. Yeah.
0: Uh, and also, I'm not going to read the whole quote, but there was a funny thing recently where James Brolin, Josh Brolin, in an interview, just talked shit on Jonah Hex. He's like, God, we uh, fucked that up? And no. his biggest point was just like, why did we make it an $80 million movie? Jesus. We could have made yeah. a good movie for $10 million yeah. without all the garbage. But All those uh, great effects. <laughs> I always forget there even was a Jonah Hex film. <laughs> but, uh, a decade later, he'd be Thanos. <laughs> well, yeah. can't even... even Oh, my God. There's a whole article. There's the top seven yeah. of characters who played two, yeah. a DC and a Marvel character, yeah. especially. Uh, but anyway, all right. We're going to take a quick break because we also, uh, just so you know, we, we streamed this week The Death and Return of Superman, the terrible uh, beat-em-up by Blizzard of all people. So you can watch that on our re- regular stream. It'll be embedded on the page for this week's episode as well. But when we come back, what we've been reading and your answers to last week's question of the week. Everybody and welcome to the break for this week's episode of Cape Crisis. And we thank you very much for listening and supporting us in all the ways that you can, whether it's on Patreon.com slash LazerTime, where even just five bucks a month can help support us and make our lives a bit easier. Puts food in our mouths and comics in our books. Uh, also, you can go to LaserTimePodcast.com and explore all the wonderful articles and content we have there. Not to mention all the other podcasts we do, but also lists like The Post WWE careers that Daniel Bryan should look into, such as writing comic books like one CM Punk did. Uh, and you can buy things there as well. There's a ton of links to Amazon on the page, including in this week's episode page. And buying stuff through there helps us out at no extra cost to you. You get the same low Amazon price, and it don't cost you an extra penny and helps us out. Isn't that all wonderful? As usual, if you haven't yet, please give a review to us on iTunes. Maybe subscribe on iTunes. Things like that really help how we are seen on iTunes and helps new people discover the show. If you just want to tell people that the show is great and just go on social media and say, you know, Cape Crisis is a good podcast, that's really helpful too. Uh, And now, lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. So this is going to be a dual Hank's Corner for Ryan Reynolds' past and future as a superhero obviously the deadpool film is out and we already did the superhero spotlight on deadpool but if i may reiterate uh the deadpool books are really great and if i could suggest one that's uh currently even on sale on comiXology or you can get the collection of it hawkeye versus deadpool is a really fun recent crossover between that book those two books and hawkeye and deadpool actually have a surprising like chemistry together i really like seeing those two characters Meanwhile, Ryan Reynolds also starred in the Green Lantern film, and while it's not very good, though not bad, not terrible, but not that great either, there were a ton of great Green Lantern books, like we're going to talk about a little bit later on the show, and that includes Secret Origins. So that's the one I would suggest getting. Green Lantern Secret Origins, it is probably the best, no, definitely the best origin story that Green Lantern has ever had in the comics. So you should give that a look. And both of those you can buy through the links on this week's episode, which you'll find on lasertimepodcast.com. Okay, back to the rest of the show. back, everybody, to the second segment of Cave Crisis, and we have a new fourth person in the room with us, don't we, Chris Antista? <laughs> <But> yes!
3: Yes! <laughs> Dude, my Even Stephen Constantine. Yes. Yes! 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 No, yes, no. <laughs> yes! One of the
0: best scenes ever. Right? Yeah. I, love, I love Even Stephen, but... Uh, let's get into what we've been reading. Though mine is, I watched a lot more stuff than read stuff this week. I, I have to say, like I watched the la- the three most recent episodes of The Flash. I had been a little behind on The Flash, but now that it's back from its uh, holiday hiatus, it is really getting into. Uh, top speed, as it were. <laughs> uh, Brett, you watched some of them too. You saw the one with the Eobard Thron, the yeah, Reverse Flash the, coming back. The Reverse Flash came back, and that was good. Mm-hmm. And the
2: buildup they have so far towards Zoom and all that has been good. And,
0: yeah, yeah, I like the setup. The mystery of who is Zoom, yeah. who is it? Is,
3: is, he, just to be clear, is he played by the guy who originally played Flash on the? original TV show? No. Okay.
0: No, Th- that's his father. Got it. The man who plays Flash's father is John Wesley Shipp who played Flash in the 90s on the TV show.
3: And you actually
0: think they're not the same person? Uh, actually, I do. My theory <laughs> is that Zoom is his father. Yeah. That's that's, that's that's who I think it is. If you're
2: writing a TV show, that sure seems like something you do. Yeah, I think no, it I just too obvious, though. I just like, recited a
3: spoiler I read okay. on the internet. I apologize, everybody. Why well, that...
0: other people thought it was Earth 2 Barry Allen, but I don't think that now after this most recent episode episode where they visit Earth 2 which is why we talked all about Earth 2 in the previous segment yeah but uh, how
1: come they don't yeah. call reverse flash uh, shit, his salt? Go ahead. there
0: should be a comedy
3: noise to puncture that's good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such a good joke
0: that joke was rated TVMA the sunset his- on Monument <laughs> Valley <laughs> but it was a great part one and they even brought back the original Firestorm from season one who oh, ran yeah. off the show oh, and did, did he come back um, Earth 2, him came back. Oh, uh, I, I think he's still dead in I Earth see. Onesville. Uh, and then I also watched the first episode of Supergirl I've watched in a mm-hmm. while. I had been kind of skipping the show because, well, like uh, as I talked about her last week, I love the actress playing Supergirl, mm-hmm. but some of the stuff surrounding her is kind of boring. Did and you watch really, the Martian
2: Manhunter ones?
0: I did. I watched clips of him, and I love I Actually, Martian Manhunter is one of my favorites ever. And it's funny because he had been posing as... A band named Hank Henshaw, oh. which we all know is the name of Cyborg Superman, who we just played with in mm-hmm. the Death of Superman video game. But it was a trick. A trick on fanboys like me who thought, oh, Hank Henshaw, I know what they're setting up. Right. And then, nope, he's John Jones. But he he's rarely in Martian makeup, but he was in this week's episode, oh. because episode 13, until they got the full season expansion, but originally they didn't know if they were, And so episode 13 was written as a possible season finale. So big stuff happens on it. Uh, You get to see Martian Manhunter in costume, which is kind of an expensive effect. So he isn't in costume all that much. And Supergirl, they've recreated one of the most important Superman comics of all time for the man who has everything, which is an Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons story where Superman has the Black Mercy plant tied to his chest and that makes him imagine... A happier life, mm. and that he can't escape from without destroying his dreams. Mm. And Supergirl has the exact same thing happen to her, and it's a, it's an interesting rewrite of it. It's so I never a, thought they
3: gave a famous Superman storyline to Supergirl.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, I also never I notifying
3: thought... my MRA Reddit for right now.
0: <laughs> Wait, the, the, I'm sure Al Moore is the issue
1: of Superman and for the man who has everything is not where he gets a tie rack motor. <laughs> no. It's no. A very no, obscure. That's, stuff. That's, that's a very good, good job one. if you get it.
3: <laughs> damn it! Yeah. Drive away with Spider Man. Table, Spider-Man. Five, table
1: mm-hmm. five. God damn it!
0: <laughs> uh, but it was a fine. It was a fine episode. I definitely never thought when I read. Those classic Superman comics that I'd ever actually see the, blue, the, the Black Mercy on television in, a, in an episode. And also...
3: Who thought Uncle Jesse's catchphrase would make it onto the show?
0: Black Mercy. Black Mercy. <laughs> and uh, also, that episode technically has Superman in it, though it's really, really? her dream of a 10-year-old Clark Kent. Or, or kal Living with her. And the other thing I watched, which is, I'd say comic book related, I think Chris watched also Venture Brothers Season 6 Episode Dude, 2. Dude, so good. Please, please tell, tell me, me, now. me now. Don't, don't act like a, you. Don't a, like, don't, that's a don't
3: song act. by the Pet Shop Boys. God damn it. Um, and everybody's
2: yes. singing this song that's like <laughs> a, a great Duran Duran song from... Uh, 1983,
3: I think. Well, the great thing about the Venture Brothers, obviously they they, they reference a ton of superhero and comic-based stuff, but this is them... Going out of their way to make Duran Duran a huge part of this episode when they don't have the rights to the song, <laughs> so like everything else they could possibly do to talk about Duran Duran is done. And they're
0: referencing a very specific music video, <laughs> yes. not yeah. just the one music video, and it's a weird
2: video. It's like all yeah. abstract shit. And it's kid chasing the red ball. It's and... very
3: 1980s for mm-hmm. MTV. What's the weirdest thing I you could him. film with a
2: video camera? So do they not? So they do or don't have the rights to this? No, song? they never. don't. You'll never hear it in the never. other. So then, how do you all? Please, please tell me now. Is there something I should? Because they know? talk
0: about it a million
2: times. Yeah,
3: they, like, they do. They, they like they it they actually give Duran de- Duran credit of being the saviors of uh, romantic rock. And if Duran Duran hadn't happened, Linkin Park would have happened ten years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and they can't do that yeah, to the world. So they have to they like, save the world uh, by preserving Duran Duran's place uh, in the musical
2: yeah. I timeline. I mean, they were they were huge.
0: And also, it's still more of like the they Marvel... change music yeah. More of the Marvel stand-ins are part of it too, like the uh, Fallen Arches, aka Hawkeye, and um, of the Kingpin dude. But what is his? Uh, what is his shit? Name? I forget his name. Whaler whale something. Because
3: he was on a, a way earlier episode, I believe. Yeah, the um, split. But yes, yeah, super funny. I love that the sound. Tim eating really...
0: krill. Yeah, but dude,
3: they like... also like the little things of like. This is the fattest man alive. (laughs) He is going to make a certain kind of sound when he walks, when he's wearing (laughs) enough clothing to build a shelter tent in a New Orleans disaster. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, You deserve that.
0: that. As for comics Mm. I read this week, not a ton, but I did read Jughead number 4, which Mm. made a little bit of news Ah. on the internet because Jughead is now officially identified as asexual. Hmm. So that new uh that well, it's not new, it's but it is a classification that's hip with the kids today to be just be like, I'm not into sex with anybody, which totally fits with Jughead the character, because he he always is like, Ew, girls, I wanna eat hamburgers. Sex too sticky. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't involve a chocolate milkshake. Yeah. Yeah, and so that it was just that they explicitly had Kevin it was a really funny scene because Kevin Keller, the gay character, the mm-hmm. first gay Archie character, he's telling this funny joke about how like, oh no, this guy got um this guy got suspended by the mean new principal. And there's only like five gay guys in Riverdale and I'm running my dating pool is in trouble, Jughead. We gotta stop this guy. And then he says, Well, it's easy for you, Jughead. You're asexual, but blah blah blah. And so having the gay character then mm. Not out, right. but identify as, Jughead as asexual was uh, felt like a, a passing Isn't of the a, queer torch. A
3: different kind of gay panic yeah. that this, this guy's yeah. prospects get suspended from school for three days and he's going into like <laughs> a, a cock withdrawal. Well,
0: he's the point I yeah. think there is that, that he's. he's I, I was a he's teenager. He's a sex starved teenager. Seems like forever. So you're
1: saying Jughead doesn't like tugs or head? <laughs>
2: And, jugs uh, or head? It was a funny episode. Jugs. I could have just said, ju- you could have jugs. Just said yeah, jugs. I was like, oh, why
1: yeah. did you just do jugs
3: or Jesus? Head? Okay. Dave, clearly an ass man. Tugs
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> also. I read uh, Amazing Spider-Man I don't know what you Seven. Tugs are Amazing Spider-Man. You don't call them that anymore. Seven, <laughs> different, different
2: side of Theodore Tugboat. A very good
0: <laughs> book, and uh, it it continues the Corporation Spidey storyline and him with Cloak and Dagger. Who I just I love Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, They're such I like great him. old characters. Uh, and then I also read the Spider-Man number 1 which is the Miles Morales I new did read story that. which it's fun it's like I'm in high school I oh, yeah. couldn't make a date because I was being Spider-Man. it's like that idea
2: of like him being in class and like that put upon feeling of that Peter Parker hasn't had in decades cuz he hasn't been a teenager mm-hmm. but like he's not doing great in school and then like teacher saying like sit back down and he just because he's Spider-Man he feels sorry when he hears a siren he like he can't not leave and go mm-hmm. chase the siren. Even though like he's gonna fail the class and yeah. like he's in trouble with everyone else, I don't know. Uh, just that feeling
0: of like I have to go and it it is. Can't tell anybody. it's something I you haven't seen in Spider-Man yeah. comics in a wh- in Not only in, in a, in a while, time.
3: but it's just like uh, it's it's a great mindset into the eyes of a teenager, which we also haven't seen in a while. where the idea that like there's a siren, I must act. There were sirens before you were born, Miles. There will be <laughs> sirens after you die. Things get solved and things heal themselves without you having to do, like, jump in on everything. And I, I don't know. I think the book is approaching that. Like, maybe you need to learn when to be Spider-Man. Yeah, I um, like that it's a nice lesson
2: it's well nice. I don't know when they will ever get to that because mm-hmm. the first thing he runs into is Blackheart of all villains you're right so <laughs> well uh, they, when was the last time we saw Blackheart uh, Marvel Superheroes I felt That's they all had I, could think of yeah, I
0: felt they had to recognize that he's also on the Avengers now yeah. like they had to respect that especially because the Avengers book came comes out came out before Miles Morales' solo book so mm-hmm. he already was set up like you're in the yeah. Avengers so let's see yeah. think I got
3: that. mine free almost a year ago on free comic book day Wow! Yeah, yep.
0: God, we're coming up. We're just a couple months away from another free comic book day. Mm-hmm. It's getting close. Well, what did you guys read, Chris B- or no, Brett? I'm, no,
3: no,
2: been at I the mean, doctors. I,
0: I read that Spider-Man
2: number one, and then I read uh, I read the new Deadpool Mark with the Mouth. How was that?
0: It's it's fine.
3: It
2: as it,
0: Deadpool's release approaches, and look forward to our review next yeah. episode. Guys. Wait, that's
3: not. Is that separate from it's, the regular Deadpool? It's a separate thing. Okay. Uh, uh,
2: I think it no Merc with the Mouth it's the one where he he runs a band of other mercenaries that's
3: the same mm. with the other Deadpool where he's basically the new Avengers
2: no it's not that it's I thought it was Merc it may not be Merc with no, the Mouth no I think it's Merc it's Merc, it's Merc it, it Merc, could some, it just be Deadpool mercenaries it's no it's something of something whatever. I'll look at, it, I'll look at it. It's I mean I don't know it, it's an, it's a little I was happy because it's it's less I mean we haven't seen Deadpool yet but I don't like the like constant dick joke direction that they go because like that's not <laughs> of the, the, the film. fucking that's, yeah, yeah the see. movie and we haven't seen it yet, so I you know, who knows what minute to minute it'll really be like. But that's not really what I liked about him as a teenager. It was just that he was stood out as this irreverent character, and this is a little closer to that. It's just I don't know, like the 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 uniqueness of Deadpool's kinda wearing off mm. because it's getting super overexposed, even before the movie was coming out. And yeah. now he's just like the lol so random character where like totes random like man. wow! Call, I love smack Jimmy me Chime. sideways and call me Betty. It's blah blah blah, and it's like that's not that funny. Is it just because you wanted to have him say something weird or man, that's as it's that's as layered as... as my quesalupa And it's like I know he's <laughs> just gonna constantly name Mexican
3: food, not chimichangas. The,
2: well, no, he it's names like a he, lot of Mexican, he, food. like it's moon pies. It's just like because moon pie is the funny food, I get it. But it's like it's so constant with him. But then like when he's not in the action scenes. Mm-hmm. It gets back a little closer to what I remember liking him in the 90s. So the first issue was fine. And he actually, they fight the lamest, weirdest villains of like Lewis Carroll people, of like, it's the queen. So mm-hmm. those
0: characters only show up to be lame and get beat yeah, up. They're yeah. like, all right, let's bring out White Rabbit, yeah. Grizzly, and uh, like. Yeah. Flamingo Golf Club? The Walrus.
2: It's like all those. And they, they get. But they're like presented as like pretty violent threat and they kind of like chase yeah. off the team but but the wow. team the team that Deadpool has in this is really like yeah, it really it's won't. a who's who of losers
0: <laughs> that's that's what i thought uh, of uh stingray solo oh man uh Fool Fool killer wow uh who else is solo is so perfect because yeah. he is he was created from the same he's cut from the exact same cloth as deadpool yeah. he just didn't get famous like deadpool yeah. in the 90s it's like
2: punisher is not crazy enough mm. what if an even... if he can
0: teleport, too? Yeah, so it's Solo,
2: Stingray. Oh, and Slapstick is on his fucking team. Oh, I
0: love Slapstick. Oh, like, my God. I, all right, I'm reading this one. So, so
2: it's it's interesting. Like, I'm, again, curious to see where it goes. And then I also finally read, like, weeks and weeks ago on our show, we, I borrowed for uh, homework the Malieve Bendis Scarlet thing and uh, yes indeed are the first two issues of the trade and i like it more than i thought i would because the first like four pages six pages i'm like oh good bendis gets to do a character that just constantly breaks the fourth wall and talks to me and that means this character will never stop talking which is the Bendis way of just yep. constant chatter where everyone sounds like Spider-Man all the time You're
0: just like I can't write this with if she's not talking enough okay she talks directly to the reader
2: yeah it's like I will now never not be talking and <laughs> relating constantly ideas to you uh, but it after again it wheels it gets back on track and the story actually became interesting of like corrupt called... co- corrupt cops and then she just takes it upon herself like i will either expose or kill all these corrupt cops so it's...
0: reading it made me want to go to portland i was like i want to visit portland it looks pretty cool in this book mm. uh it's deadpool and the mercs of money that's <laughs> sorry the mercs for money mercs for money yeah yes that's uh, he's, the he's of... running
3: the avengers and heroes for hire in the other book yeah he's
0: deadpool he's taking the everywhere. name heroes for hire
3: yeah that's what i mean over. it's just
2: it's too much it's like this is one of those characters that's funny and interesting, but he's in like everything.
3: I think we love Deadpool for a lot of reasons. One of them being he was kind of a meta commentary on yeah. the seriousness of current comic books. But it's like that's happening everywhere, including yeah. in current and modern comic books. Uh, everything from Malar World is basically mm-hmm. making the same statement with no levity or humor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, But you know what does need that? Mm-hmm. The cinematic universe. Yeah, it uh, needs that yeah. in a big way. Yeah. And I'm just looking at this movie now and it's renewed for a sequel already. And it's just like, what if this thing blows up way bigger than we think it's going to? And it I
0: of, think Deadpool is on his way. It could be. Kind this, of. this is Deadpool's moment. It's his make or break and moment. It could be. And,
2: yeah, like the movies definitely need that levity and that like lampooning. But like comics, I'm like, there are plenty of characters that are irreverent and cite funny real world things and t- say the word
0: yeah. moon pie as a reference. It's just like I
2: don't know. It's just the kind of humor I'm not into. And maybe that's what he was always like, and I thought it was funny then and I oh, by the know. way, there's
0: a big Deadpool sale on Comicsology right now. It's the oh! Deadpool Kills sale with oh. a bunch of one dollar issues where eh. it's well, it's not just Deadpool kills the Marvel Universal, so Deadpool mm-hmm. p- kills, kills whoever. Deadpool. it's also the versus books like Hawkeye versus Deadpool, Deadpool versus the X Force. It's it's fun books and they're dollar an issue. And it's mm. you. All right, well, so I guess that's all you guys have seen. So maybe it's time we turn to the Walking Dave. Yeah, Dave, writing in here about his homework and also which
1: I have not included any Walking Dead issues. Now, though, mm-hmm. next
0: week I expect a report on the mid season premiere of the ah. Walking Dead.
1: Yes, I will do that, but uh, this time around I read uh, Shield Perfect Bullets trade which I really liked. All right! Um, it, it really I helped was that it, was, it had a single writer throughout the whole thing. The mm-hmm. one thing that was a little bit weird is that I mean, it, they had a different artist for every issue, and a lot of them had really great art. Like the uh, Miss Marvel issue, I really liked mm-hmm. in terms of Humberto art. Humberto Ramos. Yeah, and the very last one was also really good. With can remember with who the did that I don't know, but with the stupidest uh, superheroes possible. Yeah, when he the, teamed uh, yeah.
0: up all the brainless ones yeah. so they couldn't get mind control. That was so uh, great.
1: But issue five just has, like, the most plain stuff. I mean, it's okay. The Scarlet it's, Witch one? Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, which uh, had a great yeah. story, it's, but it was, like. The that bo-
2: art is kind of flat.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's, it's almost. I think it's maybe more the color than the yeah. art yeah the and i mean when when the main characters are the agents of shield who are meant yeah. to look plain like it's, yeah that's true you have to have like really good art and agent colson is supposed to be a plain looking dude yeah i mean so i went into this with low expectations because i mean I, just looking at the cover my eyes are drawn mm-hmm. to the shield characters i didn't know that they actually interact with a ton of superheroes many of which like you would never see in the movies mm-hmm. like uh spider-man and uh, buh, 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 Doctor Invis-
0: Strange, perhaps. Yeah, and the Invisible what, Woman. The yeah. Invisible Woman one was really good.
1: Yeah, so these are like you'll never see those in the movies. Well, maybe you'll see Spider Man in a couple of years, but like mm-hmm. at the point that this was made, those were just like pipe dreams. Yeah, so like I didn't know that they they would be interacting with superheroes in this. I just thought it would be like just the just these characters, which would not have been good. But yeah, like. Every issue was really interesting. And a fun, like, uh, like
0: one and done adventure too. Yeah. Like, you weren't it had an overarching story, mm-hmm. but it was just like and now Spider Man's here and now this guy's here. And that I like that Mark Wade seemed to find through Agent Colson a like cipher for himself. Yeah, that it's he like was, this guy
1: knows everything about comics. Yeah, so. Colson,
0: just like Mark mm-hmm. Wade as a writer on the book, Colson is going like, Why do you need to team up these two people? Yeah. These are the right superheroes for the job. To yeah. put Spider Man together with like Doctor Occult, I believe his name mm -hmm. was, like a doctor, a a lost Doctor Strange Mm -hmm. enemy.
1: Yeah, Um, and like yeah, I mean, I think my favorite was probably the Miss Marvel issue, just because it was Mm -hmm. like uh, it's one Marvel geek teaming up with another Marvel geek Mm -hmm. to like. Well, and
0: as professional geeks who have met Mm -hmm. younger geeks than us, it also felt like this kind of it in a fun (laughs) way showed the like age or generation gap between geeks, where Mm -hmm. Agent Coulson was just like. I wrote down all these things on three by five cards. Yeah. and I'm 20 years older than you, and I know all these things. And then Miss Marvel's like, "Yeah, well, I know more, or I know just as much because I'm always plugged into the internet, and mm-hmm. I'm like the master of like four four forums that talk yeah. about
1: Marvel. I <laughs> a
3: very active Evernote.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I really liked it. I would so give this your score then an A. An a. Wow. See? Now you know what? A plus. I Give would... it an A plus. Wow. First A plus. I really did not expect what is this, that. What does the
2: score grade even mean now? It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I'm
1: sure I gave A-plus to something else before that. It <laughs> right. goes
3: into the Greek alphabet right after A-plus. <laughs> but it's once weird. you put
2: an A-plus, it's like, really, it's perfect? Perfect, Dave? Uh, uh,
0: well,
3: it's not what an A-plus <laughs> is,
2: That is often. not
0: a perfect score. <laughs> so, Dave, of the pile of my books in here, right? yeah, we only I just, have two just, left. T- we wow. only got two left, so... We've got Gotham Central <laughs> mm-hmm. by Ed Brubaker, Greg Rook, and Michael Lark, the uh, on-the-street cops dealing in the world of Batman and his villains.
2: Which I can't believe the show Gotham isn't half as good as that comic. It's not yet. even a third as
0: good. Yeah, it's movie.
1: like... Even this season, Rise of the Villains? Well, they I do have like, B. what happens next season? I just saw this great <laughs> picture of the villains. <Romans. laughs> I did see a great picture of B.D. Yeah.
0: Wong as... Mm. Uh, Hugo Strange, Dr. Hugo Strange. Yeah, right. yeah, so him with the perfect, like, little line right. beard. Mm-hmm. No, it's, little it's chin a chin strap beard. And then the other one is The Coffin, a sci fi story of a man <laughs> who discovers immortality, but at what cost? Did you just
3: cough your own pun?
1: Yeah. All right.
3: How dare checking. you?
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go with The Coffin. Wow. Because right. Gotham Central seems a bit too similar to The Shield. Yeah, I can see Just, that. Uh, You want to uh, like, take a week off from yeah. it, perhaps.
0: Okay, well then, I hope you enjoy The Coffin by Phil Hester, and uh, who's the other name on there?
1: Uh, Mike Cuddleson. All right. Cuddleston. Cuddleston.
0: Cuddlfer. Cuddl- oh, that's
1: Cuddleston. the name of the guy. Yeah, I know, run. I know. That's your
3: but he's a different voice now.
0: Yes. yes. All right, let's get into the question of the week replies. This week, uh, the last week's question of the week was, what comic book costume design uh, redesign is your least favorite of your favorite superhero? Uh, Carvington von Twellingsworth said, the third, <laughs> sorry, said, I miss Harley Quinn's original costume. I don't care for any of the newer ones that make her look like a stripper or a member of a punk band. Uh, and then To The Matt Cave brought up, T-shirt and jeans Superman, who we've had all, seen a lot of in New Fifty Two, mm. I'm okay with it. Is I, he I, gone? Um, Is he will we'll be back in suit in suit soon. Okay, but yeah, I'm okay with T-shirt and jeans Superman at least as a period of time for him that it just it made him more in touch with the common man. He <laughs> wasn't he wasn't a weirdo in, in a costume. It's like yeah. when Stone Cold put on uh, yeah, exactly. exactly, or, or Bernie
3: theory. Sanders played <laughs> basketball.
0: <laughs> I uh, respect his basketball uh, shoot, that was shoot terrible the rock. shoot the rock <laughs> uh, Maru said Steve Rogers is Nomad the man without a country he hated Nixon so much he abandons everything including fashion sense <laughs> which there's a picture of it go to the forum page and there's great pictures of all of them but mm-hmm. the original Nomad costume is like a black out, like all black bodysuit except with like a deep V in the chest and just <laughs> exposed <laughs> chest and then like gold buttons that attach a yellow (laughs) cape to the back of it. The original Nomad costume is garbage. I remember that. Aimbot Master brought up the Scooby-Doo reboot comic that Jim Lee is working on.
3: Oh my god. Hipster Shaggy. Yeah,
0: but look, man... They they were they were cliches from the beginning. It, it, they were always cliched, dude. I wanted
3: to cliched. vomit when I saw those redesigns. Well,
0: what about yeah? And the tribal tats on Fred.
3: Well, it was more the, the Flintstones head? redesign. Like yeah,
0: now they look like yeah. regular people. Velma was already a hipster. Like why yeah. did they have to update? Yeah, that? now she looks like she's like eight or something. Uh, oh she's yeah, very oh. tiny. Uh, Kelshaw says this question could be answered by most 90s redesigns, but the worst of all is 90s Thor, who's all belt buckles and blue. It's, it's, man, you got to look uh, at it. It's man, terrible. Ni- it was a-
2: Dude, 90s Daredevil is one of the worst. <laughs>
0: That's That was also a number of people, including J.J.B. Sterling. Dude, it's the worst. Uh, him, and, him
2: and the weird cyber goblin uh, is like just the fucking worst. Uh, Awkward
0: Loser said, I really hated boob for Sue Storm. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, where Sue Storm was as nude as possible in her outfit with the four cut out of the center to expose Cleveland. Ah. There's also, like, her
2: stomach showing, and it's this weird, like, cross pattern on her boobs. It's really bizarre. Now that's foreplay! Yeah. Dude. (laughs) Yo, with all these, like, shingles It's like a Nintendo power cover. Uh,
0: Never once have I ever had even a slight attraction to Sue Storm in comics, movie, or cosplay, and holds to this day something uh, that I feel gross and not in a hot way. Honestly, it's so bad even a sexy character like Domino or Kitty Pride couldn't do it without it being skeevy, and at least Power Girl's boobs are funny in a dead-or-alive video game way. <laughs> Watership Down Syndrome said, I am by no means a Batman fan, but when Azriel took over, the Bat costume was just a fucking mess. What was he supposed to be? Is he Batman? Is he Spawn? Is he the Predator? Is he Pouch Man, the newest hero created <laughs> by Rob Liefeld?
2: I know for a fact he could beat all of
0: those people in a fight. No, he's the toughest of all, man. He's that's still what, hardcore that's with his machine this comic gun told me.
2: batarangs,
0: man. He's got the one claw like Predator, not like Wolverine. Nathan Explosion said, I absolutely hate Naked Mystique from the X-Men movies. I mean, she's a shapeshifter. Why is she naked? Can you read that as Nathan Explosion? Uh, in one m- sentence, yeah, rough my throat'll
1: hurt. <laughs> Absolutely hate making me- <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I think the I don't know that I I think it's partially that Rebecca Romaine is a gorgeous woman, and so you want to see all mm-hmm. of her curves, and same with same with Jennifer Lawrence. But yeah, she shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, nude is just whatever. I want to yeah.
1: see everything Uncle Jesse sees,
0: <laughs> and I feel like in the second movie with Jennifer Lawrence she must have really pushed hard for like I'm nude in one scene like yeah. I'll do I'll do the one scene is nude Mystique but that's all you're getting is at. she done
1: with those she- she's one done more. in the
0: after Apocalypse she is done like, she's, in she's Apocalypse, yeah. it was a it was only a contract for three films and I think she's it abundantly clear she would she, not come.
1: I've She'll never only seen do a, a, yeah.
3: terrible movies with David O. Russell from here on out.
1: Yeah, in every
0: every fucking I'm, David O. Russell movie, man. I've
1: never seen a person like outgrow their franchise as much yeah. as she did, and as fast as she did. Yeah. Sure. By the time it came out, Hunger Games
0: like yeah. was almost there, or it just come out, and it was like, oh, you're I think already the first too Hunger big Games to be... was like
2: a year later, like just okay. just under a year. Later. Once
0: it was out, you're like, like, you're already too famous to be Mystique, yeah. a side character in this film. Uh, And then lastly, Gersnort is too many to name, but pretty much every Wolverine costume for Mm. 20 years, like, not everyone, but they showed him as Fang, I don't know if you remember his Fang costume, where it's like, he kind of has almost like a turtle, uh, sorry, a, like, shark tooth necklace around his, around his neck. With a huge hair, like his head. Yeah, big hair, no mask, yeah, Fang, his 90s, when he lost his powers, when he was feral Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous.
1: I was was a Fang of that uh, design. (laughs) <laughs> all right this week's question
0: of the week since we got into earth two and that was confusing as hell uh i was gonna ask what part of comic book history confused uh, in the past tense or confuses you the most still uh,
2: i still have a i feel like the best answer for this uh-huh. and i've told it somewhere before probably on this show but uh zero hour oh wow I, uh, I was in this point where I was trying to catch up on DC reading like about 11 years ago 12 years ago and just like oh I never read Crisis This Crisis That and I read mm-hmm. those like okay kind of it's kind of hard to follow but I get it I get what's going on and I know the names at least of the characters so I can follow and I read some other thing that happened and then I get to Zero Hour and I'm like oh I remember this happening I should probably read Zero Hour so give them to me zero through four mm-hmm. and I'm like which oh. counts
0: down you start at four so, and it goes that's oh. information I
2: didn't have <laughs> so I read number zero and was like wow this seems really like, like <laughs> the stakes are high like this jumped out of this went nuts so fast and then I'm like wow it seems like how do you follow from that and then I read issue one and I'm like "Wow, this doesn't make any fucking sense and I read them all in one sitting two three four and I'm like this didn't make any fucking sense at all and then I took him the next day I'm like do you what and he's like yeah they go backwards I thought you knew that and like and and I, I guess yeah. How would you know? But that? I'm so like literate with comics. I don't know why when I picked up issue one, I wouldn't have been like, oh, I see, I fucked this up. This is the
0: thing that just happened. I swear the comic here. doesn't
2: say like. By the way, yeah. I know as a reader, you might be confused that this came out after issue
3: two. It's like
2: a manga, <laughs> you got to read it backwards. But, <laughs> yeah, I. So that's still the one where I'm like. Uh, what the fuck? So I still don't know what happens in Zero Hour. <laughs>
0: uh, it would take a whole superhero spotlight That's to explain
2: fine. it. We'll do it some other time. I,
3: I grew up loving Green Lantern. Mm. Um, I know who he is. I know where he comes from. I know what his powers are. I know who he hangs out with. I have tried to pick up Jeff Johns comic at numerous points. None of it makes any sense. Does not involve the DC universe proper. Uh, includes a convoluted nation uh, of alien cops and the afterlife. Um, and then
0: like the seven other colors of cops. It, it
3: gets. It's like I do. I have never, no matter what your recommendations have been, have I found something that felt like a good jumping off point. Where after the fourth page, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to take notes. <laughs> I, I totally forgot to take notes.
0: Yeah, it. Secret Origin is the only thing I ever read where I was like, I get it. Yeah, which it's was the start, yeah. uh, and and then they failed to make it into a very exciting film, but. Yeah. Uh, well, hmm. Dave, why
1: don't you do that? I don't have a for real answer, but oh. I will say when you gave me the second trait of Luther Strode uh, the uh, instead of the first one, damn it. for homework, yeah. and I was confused. You got me. That's the I, perfect sound. You did it. I pulled a real boner.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, mine, you know, I'm going to go with the image, because I do mm. feel like, actually, if you ask me, like, Legion of Superheroes makes absolutely no sense to me, and I've even read a couple Legion books I like, but... It's the 31st century of superheroes who are just like, what if a bunch of sidekicks had their own team and they were in the future and unconnected to anybody and they had weird names and they were strange and kind of gay. And that's, that's <laughs> Legion of Superheroes. And then they reset them every 10 years because they want to update the future and they get the most fucked by every continuity reboot. Like, mm-hmm. So the Legion is very hard to keep track of. But the second one I would say is Spawn. Because technically, everything from Spawn one to now all counts. Like yeah. it all has counted. If you pick it up now, I'm like, wait, Al Simmons is the bad guy now, or wait, no, he isn't. Or it it really confused me. Not that like, and it probably doesn't help that Spawn started on very shaky foundation as far as storytelling goes, right. and didn't uh, and didn't improve a ton. Yeah. All right. So in the forums, tell us what your mo- what. Aspect of comics confuses you the most, and we'll read our favorite replies on next week's episode. And there'll be a link to it on this week's episode page, which you'll find on LaserTimePodcast along with a ton of other wonderful content. Like, like,
3: like. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just got back to the house. <laughs> uh, laser time this week is that what we want to go with? Yeah. How yeah, about laser. I like starting with that? Uh, bad Disney covers is what we're Ooh, talking about. Um, bad music. Seems like a lot of people are enjoying that I say in air quotes because Mm -hmm. we intentionally chose terrible songs from the likes of Miley Cyrus, Gene Simmons and Bowling for Soup Mm -hmm. of (sighs) of popular slash infamous Disney songs I
1: think those clamshell cases are bad Disney covers I knew that was coming
3: you know who beat you that pun? what? Google
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah He's here? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Google.
2: Uh, we also do VG Empire, the video game music podcast. This week, we uh, finally did our Lost Vikings episode. Cause, Fine. uh That's one I've been wanting to do for years, and uh, great music, and one of Blizzard's early hits, and it's their 25th anniversary. Would so you call it a lost episode? No. Uh, but we also recently did a Splatoon episode, an episode about Mario RPGs like Paper Jam, so you can check it out on VGEmpire.com or VG Empire on Twitter.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and there's also thirty twenty ten where we talk about the events in pop culture from thirty years ago, twenty years ago, and ten years ago, and including things like Project Elf, which is Ugh. yeah, a preview. <laughs> the preview, the finale of Elf. Uh, well, kind of, yeah, kind of, we end up talking about it, things
2: from like episodes of Friends to the Super Bowl <laughs> Shuffle to the Family Guy Shapoopy thing. Uh, it's <laughs> like it's it's intentionally it's three different segments: thirty years ago, twenty years ago, ten years ago.
1: Uh, and Cheap podcast, a pro wrestling podcast. We'll be talking about uh, Daniel Bryan's retirement this oh, week. That should be fun. I don't yeah. want to
0: record this. If we don't record it, it's not true. Yeah, <laughs> maybe
1: I'll come back. Uh, and Video Game Apocalypse, the uh, video game show I did last week's episode. I was the host of last week's episode. And uh, you and about, I will be doing it yeah, next, this week. Yeah, and we'll be on this week's, which is about the worst video game voice acting. So look forward to that.
0: Uh, oh, and there's also Talking Simpsons, huh? the weekly comic, uh him. The weekly exploration, chronologically, of every episode of The Simpsons. We're getting close to the end of Season 2. We just did Old Bunny, the one where... Grandpa falls in love, and then gets some money and oh, meets me. and meets Doctor Frank for the first time. Wow! It's the first appearance Professor of Professor Frank. Frank. Why did I say Doctor Frank? Uh, uh, it's a uh, Death Ray. <laughs> Death Ray. <laughs> oh, he yeah, has <it's> evil purposes. <laughs> oh, he yeah, has <it's>
2: evil applications.
0: <laughs> all right, all those things are great, and you should listen to all of them as well as watch our videos on youtubecom slash network That's where we play Death and Return of Superman. Yeah. We have a ton of comic book conversation in that.
2: And if you have time left over from all this stuff. I don't believe you.
0: (laughs) But if you do, you should go to patreon.com slash laser time and listen to all those extra things we do. And until next time, Excelsior. Excelsior!